0: Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Music Biz Weekly Podcast, brought to you by HypeBot.com. Thank you so much to Bruce and everybody over at HypeBot for everything you do to support us and uh, the music community in general. Um, So today we have a special guest joining us. I've known uh, Lori for, boy, I don't know. Seven, eight years probably going back to when um, I first spoke at uh, one of the conclave gatherings and you were working with uh, Fred Jacobs. But Lori Lewis is now the vice president of social media for Cumulus Media and Westwood One. And uh, we're going to focus this discussion this week on a recent article. You've got a ongoing, you write for allaccess.com, was it every week?
1: It is. Um, help me do the math. Valentine's Day, 2011, was my very first piece, and I've written a week, a piece a week ever since. Wow, so that's a lot. The ton of content there.
0: That's a ton. Anyway, your most recent article um, from February, and I don't know, maybe it isn't the most recent, but it's from February 27th, um, is titled "Let's Be Clear: Comments Are the New Likes." And this is related to Facebook, and I thought this was so appropriate to talk about with you because I'm sure you're hearing it, I'm hearing it, Jay, you're hearing it. I I have clients who are freaking, freaking out about this new Facebook algorithm for the news feed, and they swear to God, it's like, that's it. My page will never appear in anybody's news feed ever again. I'm giving up on Facebook. I mean, that is... There are businesses
2: that are saying they're closing down because That's
0: it. it. That's it. It's like, why should I do Facebook? Because I am no longer appearing. And I'm just like, chill out. That's not happening, right?
1: Yeah, there's uh, really interesting data that I'm looking at with my radio stations right now. Some stations have dropped a little bit. Um, Some stations went up. So I can't... I can't, it's too early to figure out the pattern right now. But the genesis of that headline, let's be clear, comments are the new likes. What I have asked of so many people is to start practicing what it's like to be a moderator, what it's like to start getting conversation among two people going. Because once the overhaul really kicks in, once every single page is affected by the new newsfeed, you, you gotta know how to do it, and all I've been seeing for the past month are still, you know, gathering likes. And um, oh, my favorite one—I'm sure it's your favorite one—when when people are like, "What's your favorite soda?" Go, you know, when people say "go," and then and then people have to like, you know, write an opinion or write what their favorite thing is, and there's no interaction, there's no interplay. Or, or, so or the, the the other
0: the, the other favorite one, which I'm sure you also see a lot of. <laughs> click the like button to vote this one, click the heart button to vote for this one. And yeah. it's like, that's not engagement, that's not interaction, and frankly, Facebook has said, you do that type of stuff and we're actually going to penalize you if you start doing that stuff. Yeah, Let's talk clear. about
2: engagement just for a quick second. I mean, what a lot of people don't know what engagement is, right? I mean, uh, in, in my mind and, and feel free to chime in, you know, and engagement is real engagement, you know, whether that's somebody doing a comment or sharing it or watching your video or being really part of that conversation and not kind of a passive thing. Is that accurate? It's
1: very accurate. And it's interesting to me, at least with radio, um, because that's where I primarily swim. um, It's weird that they wouldn't understand what engagement is it's, it's not about the like or the heart. It, it really is about getting two people to talk with one another. Not even really the page and a person, but um, it's never, ever, ever been understood. I, I like going back to my pieces in 2011 and 2012, just to see if I kind of sort of knew what I was talking about. Because I often don't even feel today in 28, I know what I'm... Well,
2: it's doing. evolving, right? I mean, it changes, you know, over yeah. time. So.
1: so I see my pieces back in... 2011, 2012, and all it's ever asking people to do is interact with people. All it's ever asking people to do is if you get that engagement thing down, it doesn't matter how many times they change the code that dictates if you're seen or not. You'll have engagement down. You'll always be seen. But I don't know. There's a disconnect there. Well,
0: so, so to, to give people a little background history here, in the past – Facebook has 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 this secret formula to determine what shows up in your newsfeed. We all know that that not everything you lo- every page you follow you will not see every single post. Facebook determines based on a magic formula um, what's going to show up, and generally that formula. And and I'm a big fan, and I think they should be doing this is. Facebook has said, we're not going to show stuff to you if nobody likes it. If nobody is engaging with this post, if there's no comments, no likes, no shares, nothing's happening, we're not going to show it to you because obviously nobody cares about it. Right. And, yeah. and, unless you pay. And, well, unless you pay to get that additional exposure. So that's what they've always said in the past was, if you want your post to have a greater chance to organically appear in a news feed – you need to have good content that your followers like, that they engage with at any level. But what they've they've changed their formula now is they're basically saying, we're really going to put heavy weight on commenting. So it's not just having a fan that clicks the like button on your post. That still has a little value, but not as much as it did in the past. They're putting heavy weight on comments, and and it's comments that are become conversations that really become um, important to Facebook. So it's not one comment, but it's a fan responding to a fan, and they get into a threaded discussion. Right. That's what they want to see. It doesn't even have to be you, the page, talking to the fan back and forth. It can be your fans just talking amongst themselves, but the point is, they want you to put content up there that will, will drive that conversation. That's where they've evolved to at this point in time. Is that correct?
1: Yes, it's, it's very correct. And I, I often wonder for a couple of reasons. One, the study that went out um, last year where they found endless scrolling uh, is bad for our mental health. Uh, So they were trying to combat that and figure out how do we come, you know, how do we get in front of that before Facebook looks bad. Um, The other thing that's really interesting is what I find fascinating about Facebook is they study user behavior nonstop. It's one thing that makes them super, super smart. They look at what features people like and they look at what they don't like. They can the stuff. They don't even look back when they build a feature. People don't like it, don't use it. They they trash it and they move on. They call it hacking. So you know they watch user behavior constantly. Um, And prior to their fourth quarter earnings call, you know that they realized time spent on Facebook was down. Not dramatically. If you do the math, time spent on Facebook is down two minutes per person per user. Um, So it's not a ton of minutes down per user. But they noticed that it was down and they were going to spook investors if they said, hey, we've lost whatever it was, 50 million minutes of time spent on Facebook. So what did they do? In January, they rolled out this, we're concerned about your mental health, A, the report that I just mentioned, um, and we don't really care about time spent. What we want are two people talking with each other. I really don't think Facebook cares. This is my opinion. I really don't think Facebook cares about two people talking to each other. I think this whole move, was two things, to get in front of the report that endless scrolling is bad for our mental health. Um, And the other thing is that people are spending a little bit less time on Facebook. So they're trying to make it look like, hey, we know we're going to lose time spent. We want two people talking with each other. We no longer want the page and the person talking to each other. We want, as you just said, Michael, two people talking to each other. So, yeah, that's what's going
0: on. Don't you think... I mean, this would just be my opinion, especially as a fan who gets into conversations. If, if a page, if a moderator is is fu- is pushing their content in a direction that drives more conversation, and fans start having more conversations, won't you spend more time on Facebook then? Because now you're getting it's not just it's not just a fan doing a hit and run on a page. I saw the post like gone now it's comment comment i'm going oh jesus guy replied to me again i'm going back to respond to him they they you know it's it's putting that carrot out there of getting the fans getting the users to keep going back and forth for as long as possible until one of the two people in the conversation is just exhausted and says i can't do this anymore <laughs> i just spent an hour talking about nothing now, again, yeah. Facebook doesn't care what you're talking about, but I do think they care that you spent an hour doing it.
1: Yeah, that's a really, really great point, and I didn't even think about the point. The other thing that they're pushing are groups. They're pushing groups hard. They want pages to start creating groups. Um, when I was with Jacobs Media, we were using groups, and that's back in 2011, 2012. We were building what we call special forces, um, and those were your Uber fans, um, you had to answer a series of questions to get through the filter, and we would find these Uber fans and we would create these fan <clears throat> bases. Um, and they were really fun and they were really effective. But that's the last time I used groups. Now, Zuckerberg is pushing groups hard, and I can't read through the lines on that one.
0: Yeah, I've, I've, I've noticed that as well a, a significant effort in encouraging people to, to go to groups. Now, one of the things that I see is groups are almost much more free-form conversation because where a page, the posts on a page are made by the page admin and then the fan has to comment. Right. In a group, anybody can start a conversation.
2: And so, I've noticed from my groups that I you know, follow that because you've got so many different people interjecting, that's a that's what Facebook wants it's more of a conversation it's more of a relationship it's more of that I I totally get that I wonder about some of these other changes they're making where they put things higher in my newsfeed or even into my newsfeed based on the fact that you know it's a conversation a lot of times I mean you're not going to change my behavior maybe there's some people you'll be able to change their behavior on Facebook I can see changing the behavior of getting people to get get more into groups, for example. But I can't see uh, changing the behavior of people to switch from liking and clicking the heart and things like that if that's kind of their behavior and they've been doing that for a long time. A lot of people don't have a ton of time and people are just kind of flying through their newsfeed to, you know, see what's going on and, you know, maybe there are certain things that they will latch on like somebody's birthday or some major event that kind of sticks in there. But I know from my own posting that a lot of the stuff isn't necessarily a conversation. And I'm not going to engage in a conversation just because they're changing their algorithm.
1: I agree. And I'm not really, with the exception of my personal page, Not really a fan, Uh, but you know what's really interesting? One thing about comments, it's always been like this. Since day one, um, I don't think a lot of people have observed this, I've always observed this because it would make me cringe. When I would post something and somebody would comment, it would put my post, even if it was five hours old, it would put my post back up on your newsfeed. And I always would cringe because so many people would comment on, and say what? Well, say it's just a, a, a photo of my daughter going to prom. And and, and people would say s- so many lovely things about Carly. And I would always personally cringe because I knew every time you commented, you were putting my post, my status update, back at the top That's of the right. newsfeed. And I would always fear that people were going to get tired of seeing me. If you didn't like or comment on my post the first 10 times you saw it, absolutely. Right. You're getting tired of seeing me.
2: But that's a positive thing. You know, I had this, uh, in a negative way, I never post political things on my socials. But for some stupid reason, I saw this this parody of a magazine and I posted it, holy cow. Um, I mean, my friends were commenting and the more that people commented on it, you know, it became this monster like more people were commenting on this than like anything you know and eventually i felt like taking it down because that's the thing you just mentioned it kept throwing it back at people and then you know people on both sides of the political spectrum you know it's like look i respect your right to exist no matter what your ide- ideology is but people would come in there and without getting too you know political it, it's you know you're not the opposition anymore you're the enemy and they're like, you know, rotten hell, and I hope you die, and, you know, crazy stuff like that because of your political beliefs. And it's like, time out. You know, it's that same thing. It kept throwing it back up, and yeah. more and more people saw it, and it was like a snowball.
0: Well, you know, to, to, to that point, one of the things I remember saying um, years ago at, at, at one of my presentations at the Conclave was if you want engagement on – if, if, you, if you're interested in engagement on a post, if you want likes – Post a picture of a kitty or a puppy. Everybody's going <laughs> to click the like. They love it. It's cute. I like it. If you want conversation, get political or religious. Guarantee you're, going to, you're yeah. going to get a conversation going. And and I think what this leads to is um, my, pod, my other podcast, Three Sides of the Coin, has a Facebook page, which has huge conversations going in it. But that's because we have learned our audience. We've learned what pushes their buttons, so to speak. So I can I can sit back and go, "Hey, it's a little slow today. I know what I can post to get things fired <laughs> up again." And <laughs> and you know, you need get to you need to know who your audience is to be able to do that. And and you know, I can sit back and just drop a photo meme of something out there and I can sit back and go, there you go. I'm destroying the harmony today because it will get, you know, just hundreds of conversations going of, I like that. No, I didn't like that. You're wrong. You're wrong. I'm right. And I'm sitting back going, that's all we needed to do is we needed to prime the pump to get a conversation started. I don't have to be part of the conversation. I let them do it. So I think, I sort of feel like that's what Facebook wants you to do more of now, is they want you to start conversations. The problem is, and Laurie, I think you would agree, so many people on Facebook have no idea who their audience is, what their audience likes, what they dislike, what are the hot buttons to push. What are the nice buttons to push? You have no idea. You just think you're supposed to post something today, so you post. But it has no connection. And they want page owners, the moderators, to become smarter about what you're doing. They want you to, to, to understand your audience because that just means you're going to post more content that they, again, that they like.
1: Yeah, and, and keep them around. You're right on. So many people, I think, they because they resorted to the cat videos and, and the memes and and reply with guilt, um, nobody has a clue who their audience is. And I applaud you for even saying that you do and, and knowing that you do know who your audience is because probably 99% of pages have no clue who their active Facebook audience is. You could be a country radio station targeting women, 25, 54, but who are the active Facebook audience? It's not, you've got to look at, and and what are they passionate about? You could just have a a big band of women that are 40, and that's it. And, And they don't like Luke Bryan, but in fact, they do like Miranda. Nobody has taken any time to learn the hot buttons and the audience, and so... So radio is going to have an interesting time getting conversations going the way you do on your page.
0: Yeah, you know, it, understanding your audience isn't just knowing the demographic. It's not yeah. just knowing the male-female breakdown, the age breakdown, where they live. That's good information, but that doesn't really tell you a lot about what they like or what they dislike. It's about
1: and, what fucked them up, right? Like, so Yeah. A- A friend of mine has a Facebook page and years ago he asked me to man it and I was like okay whatever I'm horrible (laughs) I post like maybe once a week and I tell him everything's going good uh, because he doesn't pay attention to it it's a it's a it's about radio the pages and so one day I posted an article about something that was something negative about radio and all of a sudden all kinds of people started no no I'm sorry it was something positive about radio. It was like that 93% reach story. We reached 93% of audience. All of a sudden, people started commenting, um, really, really passionate about arguing. You do not, and, and and that's an old story. And I had learned early with that post and then a few others, oh, wow. The active audience on this page are disenfranchised radio people. Exactly. It's not people that love the radio people even though it's a it's a Facebook page for radio the active audience was disenfranchised radio people So from there on I laugh when you're talking about how you man your Facebook page one of them because that's what I do now now every time there's kind of like a, a positive story or a negative story like bankruptcy I know exactly what to post I only have to post a couple times a week and the engagement stays steady because why? Because I know who the active audience is. What yeah. they want to talk about is slamming radio.
2: Exactly. So, yeah,
1: you it, just got to learn. And and it's super
2: I, smart. And, yeah. and, and and
0: and I think what what I've also encountered is a lot of people don't want to post things that might upset somebody. You know, yeah. we we all want to be everybody's best friend. Well you can't be everybody's best friend because somebody's always going to have an issue with it, but you have to be comfortable enough to know i'm willing to post this even if it's going to create a bit of an uproar i yeah. i I'm, I'm comfortable with that because you can't you can't have lovey dovey conversation all the time that 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 doesn't get deep passion. The passion comes when people are like, I don't agree with that. You know, the extreme. Political post. It's one side versus another side. Well, think about it. In everything, especially in music and radio, there's always one side and another side. There's our station and the station across town. There's this DJ and that DJ. Let's, you know, can can you do it in a playful way that plays them against each other? Because, frankly... If the, the competitor you're talking about is paying attention, they could jump in on this and have just as much fun and get just as much benefit out of it. The people behind the scenes hopefully are not taking it personally. They understand what's being done. You know, I, I, I tell the KISS fans all the time, I'm like, listen, guys, I'm flat out manipulating you. <laughs> you know, I, they're, they're, I'm You know, hey, I'm posting what I know will exactly piss you off i'm not mad at you i'm not mad at this i don't hate this but i'm doing it because i know it makes you guys get get fired up and 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 that's
2: smart and that's a tactic that's been going on since the beginning of you know entertainment what what was it on that one kiss video they quote pt barnum i think that says the key to success is to offend the greatest number of people possible yeah you know it's that's why do you think you know alice cooper or kiss or you know marilyn manson why do you think they have such huge fan bases it's because they piss people off you know ozzy osbourne whatever you know they're polarizing and that's a good thing let me let me ask you a little bit about video because it's it's kind of hot on everybody's minds these days whether it's you know a facebook live or you know if you post something natively uh, post a video that you've shot natively on say Facebook meaning you post it directly. You're not posting a link from YouTube the, the Engagements tend to be like tenfold higher. You know, it's like Facebook punishes you for, you know, linking over to uh, YouTube or Vimeo or something. Are you finding that too?
1: They they do Facebook and YouTube do not believe that they can coexist and so always taking shots at each other in fact two weeks ago YouTube CEO uh, was speaking at a con- conference, and uh, it was Recode, the, the conference. Yeah, yeah. And uh, uh, I think it was Kara Swisher had asked her, what what do you think Facebook's problem is? What should they do? And YouTube CEO said, I think they should just get back to cat videos and baby pictures. And the whole room laughed. It was kind of a class. <laughs> she was funny, and then she had followed up with something like, you know what, Facebook is that's their problem. Um, On the other side, a couple of years ago, I was at a conference and uh, there was a representative from Facebook and they asked, you know, what about YouTube? And he said this, you know, when you want to see archaic, old, dated type videos, YouTube is a really great place to go. They've got all the old videos you want to see. When you want to see fresh what's happening, what's going on right now, that's where you want to go to Facebook. And it it hit me like, oh, wow, they're trying to peg YouTube as this old Mm -hmm. place. It's got dated videos. You want to go see archived stuff? Go to YouTube. You want to see fresh stuff? Facebook. So I learned probably a couple of years ago that these two were going to fight until the bitter end. I believe that they can coexist, but they don't. So I always ask people, don't post YouTube on Facebook if you want to be seen. Because while they'll never admit it. And it's my opinion. I absolutely believe they demote posts that have anything to do with YouTube on them. Well, I was
0: I want I want to
1: sure. ask you
0: if you if you've noticed this because l- just recently I've noticed that when you post a YouTube video to Facebook, it no longer will play within Facebook. When you click the video, it takes you out to YouTube to watch it. It it puts the preview up there and everything else, but. And And I don't know if it's a certain type of video that's doing this, but I'm seeing this more and more that YouTube videos just flat out don't even play in YouTube or in Facebook.
1: I don't know. I stay away from YouTube on Facebook uh, so I haven't seen that
0: um but but I, I would I would add to that Facebook seems to be much more. Um, aggressive and and moving faster when it comes to video i mean look at look at how long they've been doing live videos from from your smartphone compared to youtube i mean youtube i feel like youtube slash google it's tough to make that move really fast with all the resources they've got they don't move quickly as you talked about earlier Facebook will sit down and hack a feature in, and it'll be up tomorrow. It may not work 100%, but it's up, and they're more interested in getting it out there to their fans than to their user base than worrying about did they spend all this time QAing it and researching it and evaluating it. They just want to get it out there.
1: I agree. And what's really interesting is they pushed video on us for the past couple of years, now what it feels like in, in the emails and type things that I get from, from the Facebook partnership I'm in, sounds like they now are pushing live harder than ever. They were telling me um, live gets more, in their word, engagement than videos. Um, more conversation is started around Facebook Live than videos. So it sounds like they're really pushing Facebook Live hard with this new we want yeah. comment.
2: Feed. I sense that too.
1: Yeah,
0: so so you in in your article, I want to go back to it, you had five points where you were just like, here's a reminder of what should be guiding your brand on Facebook right now. Um, w- one of them, which we've, we we kind of hit right away, is pages will still appear. Stop freaking out. You're not <laughs> flat out disappearing. It, it's basically up to you how much you appear. And that's if you spend the time to know your audience and put the effort into it. Um, but one of the other points, which I really liked, was tight-knit communities. You said pages whose post-prompt dialogue between friends will see less of a decline. Um, I think that's, that, that's something people don't think about. I mean, you build a tight-knit community around your brand. Not only are you going to benefit in your in your exposure and Facebook, but you just built a tight knit community. I mean, who doesn't want a tight knit supported community behind your, your band, your station, your brand, whatever it is.
1: Everybody should want it because they become little micro influencers. If they're the, if they're the type of people that have personalities that others can tolerate, that's the greatest thing a brand can have are these micro influencers these people who are not professionals these people that don't have huge followings but these average everyday people that just love your brand that's what brands can start really building now because they're being encouraged to and they're being incentivized to if they do it
0: yep yeah um one of the other ones which is a great point was don't become a baiter and (laughs) and and you know we we hit upon that briefly early on it's like don't post this the comment that just says click like if you support this that that's that's baiting comments i i don't look at this you know when i say i i bait my fans for conversation that's different i'm baiting them because i know i can get them into a deep ongoing conversation what you don't what you don't want is the simple click the love or click the frown button a or B, which? Right. It, how do you vote? That's baiting for cheap engagement.
2: My favorite one is where they say, you know, only, you know, only five percent of people will actually share this post, or you know, that ridiculous kind of coaxing you into sharing some kind of, you know, my this puppy's going to die if you don't share this with your friends.
1: <laughs> and I'm always like, oh, I'm so sorry, puppy.
2: You're gone because no. I'm not sharing this.
1: <laughs> Facebook uh, actually said in the last webinar that they held um, for publishers, they will demote posts. They, they said that there's a fine line. Somebody had asked a really great question, well, what is baiting and what's not in regards to comments? And they said, look, you can still ask for recommendations. You can ask for uh, what's going on. You can ask um, for help when you're, you're building out some type of charity. Um, they weren't completely clear on what is baiting but we can kind of get an idea of what is baiting is yeah. looking at how questions are presented um, and if there's no value in the conversation that's baiting
0: exactly I, th- and I think um, one of the one of the points I wanted to bring up when it comes to how do you get conversations started I see this a lot where people will make a post and the post really doesn't encourage engagement, meaning you don't end with a question. You right. don't end with asking them to do something. You just make a statement. And, and a statement does not encourage conversation. Make your statement and then end with, do you guys think I'm completely off my rocker with this? What do you think? Tell me.
1: And it'll, it'll be a lot of tests. Uh, one of my favorite posts so far in this new news feed uh, comes from KQRS Minneapolis, uh, heritage classic rocker, 50 years old. You know what I love? It's one of our most valuable Facebook pages at Cumulus, and it's ran by pretty much baby boomers and Gen Xers. Wow. So that whole talk about millennials getting it—you eh. can go look at KQRS, and they're just—they're killing it. They're—they're they're awesome. And here was a great post that they did a couple of weeks ago as we start working on this, trying to get conversation without looking like we're baiting. And um, one of the jocks took a picture of a plate. The guy was pulling into the Robert Plant concert and his license plate was Zep Man. And Candace said, I got to find Zep Man. Um, I got to buy Zep Man a drink. It was something like that. Um, no question or anything. And all of a sudden, everybody, the listeners just start chiming in, you know, whether it's they love the they love the license plate. What's a great idea? Uh, does anybody know who this is? Eventually, after about an hour, somebody chimes up. Hey, that's me. <laughs> and it was so funny that all of a sudden listeners are talking with each other about this license plate. And there was never a question. There wasn't even do you know who this is? It, she just wrote, I got to find this guy and I got to buy this guy a drink and i believe conversation started because it was around the essence of that specific brand that brand is classic rock it was a robert plant show um, the essence of that radio station is community so that was that's my first example of what it looks like to create conversation without looking like a baiter yeah you,
0: you know i i think what it what it comes down to is if you can make a post that invokes emotions memories feelings stories storytelling is huge that's
2: genuine that, that
0: encourages people to share their feeling you know I, I I love the do you remember the first time you played this album because that's encouraging yeah. you know we all sit back and go now first of all you got to know your audience does your audience even play a vinyl album but if they did, everybody's got that memory and they want to share their memory and they want to read other memories and then they get into conversations of, oh my God, I thought I was the only person who felt that way. And it, that's the type of stuff that always seems to work. Memories, emotions, and feelings. you can, If you can tap into that, into your user and your audience and your users, you, you know, I hate I hate to sound this way, but you can manipulate them. It's just, all right, I'm ready. I want something. I'm going to post this question that's very emotional. Boom, and it works. It's, it's Here's real.
1: Here's for, for everybody to remember. If you take anything away from this podcast, people love to talk about themselves. We've known that since the start of time. We are our favorite subjects, right? And it's not necessarily always being self-involved. It's just we enjoy what you just said, sharing our memories, sharing our knowledge, passing along wisdom, passing along advice. Well, in the social space, there's the human element to it that everybody always seems to forget. And that is that we enjoy sharing experiences um, and, and other things. And the other day, honest to God, I saw a program director of a radio station right on a group page. I'm just realizing, it seems like every time I ask somebody about an experience or a memory, I get all kinds of comments. Do people really like talking about themselves (laughs) and i just went holy this is 2018 i'm not not being judgmental i'm just going there's a lot of people that have not been paying attention for 10 years and that is it if people love and again it's it's not being about self-involved it's we love sharing our experiences it's called a shared experience That's why, on the other hand, why we do take selfies when Justin Timberlake is right behind us and we're on the field at Super Bowl 51, people kind of started putting down selfie kid. And I'm like, no, we live in a whole culture where it's called shared experience, whether it's commenting what you were talking about, Michael, about memories, or whether it's taking a selfie and posting it in real time. We live in a culture of shared experience, and we've got to start being facilitators and moderators and allowing people to have conversations about what they like and what they enjoy and their opinions on our pages
0: that, that yeah. that's perfect way to end this I mean yeah. you know social media is what it's social. be social out there on on all of your networks That's all it is it's it, I, I laugh because part of me's like this isn't rock and rocket science. It's just talking. You just got to talk
2: to people. That's all you that's all you need to do. Yeah, nobody wants to be shouted at. Nobody wants to be sold to 24/7. You know, that's why brands that engage that kind
0: Uh, Jake. Jake, <laughs> you froze. You <laughs> we, we you you froze for about 10 seconds there. You're frozen again. Okay. <laughs> All right, let's just let, let's just let's just wrap it up. This All is right. the beauty of podcasts, Lori. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I love that you guys do it visually. I really do. I can't wait um, for you to talk about this at conclave. I,
0: I you know, podcasts uh, a little side this podcast Music Biz Weekly started as only audio back in 2011. And we finally uh, I don't know, 3 years into it said, "Well, let's just record video and throw it up on YouTube." For no other reason than I wanted to have the SEO strength of being found in YouTube. And people were like, oh, God, I love it. I love just watching you talk. I'm like, are you kidding? Really? You just want to (laughs) watch us talk? Oh, yeah. And then there's other people who will actually say, I listen on YouTube, but I don't watch you. I just put it on in the background. I'm like, well, then why are you doing it on YouTube? But as we know, YouTube is the destination for... Everything entertainment related. So, you know, you just, again, you got to know your audience. You just give them what they want. Don't, don't, don't there's no rocket don't science to this.
1: It. Don't, like, overthink, don't it. overthink it. Don't overthink it. Just allow people to talk about themselves and share their experiences and their wisdom. And, um, you know, put yourself aside. When you are moderating a page, put yourself aside. And put the audience first.
0: And and I think what that means is you actually have to read the comments. You you, <laughs> yeah. you, you 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 don't have to respond to every comment, but you have to read the comments. By reading the comments, you're going to learn what people like and what they don't like. It's as yeah, simple as that. As I
1: said earlier, you'll learn who the active Facebook audience is, and that's what you want to key in on. Who is your active Facebook audience?
0: Yep, yep. So, Lori, um, where can people find you online?
1: Uh, where do you want? Maybe on Twitter?
0: You want Twitter? Sure.
1: Lori Lewis, L-O-R-I-L-E-W-I-S.
0: And and I would add, head over to allaccess.com, and you can check out Lori's articles every week. Um it's a variety of topics. It's, it's focused on radio because that's where you come from and that's what All Access is about. But, but believe me when I say, as a band, you can take away a lot from this. Because, again, it's all about engaging with an audience. This is Whether it's radio and listeners, a band and a fan, you're all doing the same thing. So, you know, you read some of her articles and I guarantee you're going to be able to take away something kind of open it up a little bit step outside of your comfort zone
1: I, ho- uh, I hope they do well, one thing the the reason why I started writing was to help myself own my own thoughts I never really started writing to build a platform or a reputation um, uh, I wanted to I needed a way to own my own thoughts I was learning at the speed of light and things were changing so fast in 2011 Um, It was Joel Denver who asked me to start writing in 2008. But, you know, my lack of confidence and stuff just would get in the way, like, oh, nobody, you know, nobody cares. And then it hit me, who cares if people don't care? I need to find an outlet to own my own thoughts. Um, And what's great now in 2018, sometimes I write pieces just so I know it's somewhere on the Internet. So when I've had a brilliant burst of um, insight on social media, I'll write a piece on it, they published it, but I will forget it these days because I'm getting older. So when somebody asks me a question, I know I wrote about it somewhere, so I'll Google like uh, Lori Lewis, uh, allaccess.com, like I'll type in keywords, the article comes up and I can copy and paste my thoughts, send them off to somebody. So anyway, that's that's behind the, maybe a little too much information, but behind the scenes of why I started writing was to help me own my own thoughts and then to share with everybody else what I was learning as a student, and I still see myself as a student. I still see myself as I need to learn something new at least once a week.
0: Yep. And, and, and you know, you just described the, how this whole podcast came about. It was the same, same exact reason. I was just didn't want to spend the time writing, and I figured it's easier just to record something and
1: but you guys upload a file. I'm starting to feel a little dated. It is 2018 and I am still writing pieces like you know, I I've, I've cut it, I've cut it down from 500 words to 300 words so they're absolutely smaller, shorter, easier to read. But I think you guys need to help me like I need to get let, out let, of let, right. let let let
0: let us get you started with a, a podcast of of Ow. those same thoughts because again, it, I think there's a lot of people that don't want to put the time in to read. I mean we we, we, we know unfortunately know. in this day and age people don't like to read. But no. they'll 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 give you two minutes of an audio attention span and you know in two minutes you can say a lot.
1: Yeah. I just I feel a little hypocritical lately because I'm I'm trying to encourage people to, you know, get out there, do video and show yourself and there I am still kind of in twenty eleven writing pieces.
0: Well, let's bring you into the future.
1: Yes, please do. <laughs>
0: we'll do that. Lori, this was an awesome chat. It's great catching up with you, and uh, I'll see you later this summer at the Conclave.
1: All right. See you. Bye, Jay.
0: Take care. Thank you, All right. Let's do a little wrap-up here, Jay. First of all, let me just say all right, fra- frack and
2: Skype. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> frack and Skype. Well, exactly. What, what a great guest. That was super interesting. I mean, a lot of this stuff is common sense, but a lot of it you know, you watch what people post on Facebook, and sometimes you just scratch your head, like, you know, what are you trying to accomplish? And you hit it on the head earlier, and that's, you got to know your audience. And I'm not talking about Facebook insights, which are awesome, um, but really knowing who your audience is, and what lights them up, and, you know, how you can engage with them, and, and, and what your goals are, you know, are you trying to just, uh You know, sell more records or get more people to go see your shows. Are you trying to build your following? You know, there's different tactics for all those things, but I think a lot of these new algorithm, you know, emails and articles are freaking people out. But I don't think they need to be because it's kind of the same as it ever was. You know, you need to have a relationship and engage in a meaningful conversation with someone, and not just bark things at people. That
0: that that that's exactly it. Don't panic. This Mm -hmm. is. A slight change to what's always been out there. At the end of the day, yeah. Facebook wants you to post good content that people like. That's it. If people don't like the content, they're not going to put it into news feeds. It doesn't matter what you do. If they don't like That's it, right. it doesn't go anywhere. How do you know what people like? You pay attention to your audience, not their demographic breakdowns, but what they as people like and dislike. What do they talk about? What do they get passionate about? Pay attention to that. And and if you just keep working that, you're going to benefit. It's just going to happen. There's no magic button. Yeah. There's no magic app to do this for you. You've got to do a little bit of work here and pay attention. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know why you wouldn't want to know who your audience is. Anyway.
2: Right. Yeah. It may take a little bit more work, but in the in the long run, you'll get a lot better results for just knowing who your audience is.
0: Don't just bark Yeah, at you know, trust me when I say once you know your audience, and I, I've n i have I know my audience on my other podcast, I've said this before. I, I manage Greg Kin's online world. It took us a few years, but we really figured out his audience. Once you know your audience, it's so much easier to do social media because you know what to post you don't waste your time doing this you know what they like you know what they don't like you know it's going to get conversations and and it's a very good feeling to know i i, I have complete confidence i post this and it's going to great great results i mean that that's yeah. what you want um yeah all right that's it mm-hmm. Music Biz Weekly Head podcast. Over to Head over right? to Hypot. Let us uh, let us know what you th- let us know what you think about the Facebook algorithm change. Have you had some experience with this? Are you freaking out? Leave some comments. <laughs> let us know. Let yeah, us know. please. Um, right. That's it. We're out of here. We'll see you next week.